Welcome to our spooky of spookiest patrons. Ooh, spooky time for patrons. <laughs> How are you guys today? How are you today, Kat? Doing good. How are you, Miss Cindy? I'm doing good. Ready for bonus episode 26. Whoop, whoop. We sure are getting up there. And this was a voted on episode. Yes, it was. We asked you guys to choose between um, the dark backstories of nursery rhymes, uh, Bigfoot, and goblins. And you guys decided to go the, the dark nursery rhyme route, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about because that sounds really cool. I know. I asked my husband. He was like, goblins. Like, <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I mean, I am curious about goblins. Maybe that can be a future episode, but, you know. There we go. For now, it's going to be spooky nursery rhymes. And Kat, I believe you did the research for this one. I did, and Cindy has no idea. She might know a little bit. Um, Backstories just, you know, through word of mouth like we all do. But now we're going to get into some details. Yes, I can't wait. All right, so I also have the actual nursery rhyme, the full nursery rhymes that go with each of these. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to? I do. Tell us the nursery rhyme first, and then tell us all the creepiness behind it. All right. Bring around a rosies, pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. The king has sent his daughter to fetch a pail of water, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. The robin on the steeple is singing to the people, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. The wedding bells are ringing, the boys and girls are singing, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. I feel like that's even darker now that I know the actual words to it. (laughs) That's messed up. And there are many, many different variations. So I know a lot of us as kids heard ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah. Um, So just keep that in mind, guys. There's a lot of different variations that come around. Um, There's a couple different theories around it, too. Of course, with nursery rhymes this old, it's hard to pinpoint exactly who made them up, their origins, what it was talking about, that kind of stuff. So these are just a couple of them. So in 1898, a dictionary of British folklore contained the belief that the explanation was a game that was of pagan origin. And based on Sheffield Glossary, a comparison to Jacob Grimm's Dutch mythology, mm-hmm. the theory states that it is in reference to pagan myths and cited a passage which states, Gifted children of fortune have the power to laugh, laugh roses as Freya wept gold. And Freya being of North mythology. Hmm. It claimed the first instance to be indicative of pagans being beings of light. Another suggestion is more literal that it was making a ring around the roses and below and bowing with the all fall down as a curtsy. Hmm. So not actually falling down, but you curtsy in a ring. In 1892, the American writer Eugene Field 
wrote a poem titled Teeny Weeny <laughs> that specifically <laughs> referred to fae folk playing Ring a, Ring a Rosie. And then, according to Games and Songs of American Children, published in 1883, the Rosie was a reference to the French word for rose tree, and the children would dance and stoop to the person in the center. Variations, especially more literal ones, were identified and noted with the literal falling down that would sever the connections to the game rhyme. Again, in 1898, sneezing was then noted to be indicative of many superstitious and supernatural beliefs among different cultures. Wow, so was I completely off base with this one? Because I've always thought that it was about the plague. That is the second instance of it. So that's just just one of the theories from late 19th century. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, the Great Plague explanation came from the mid-20th century. Since after the Second World War, the rhyme has often been associated with the Great Plague, which happened in England in 1665, with earlier outbreaks of the bubonic plague. Interpreters of the rhyme before World War II make no mention of this, so... That's just something to keep in mind. Before World War II, no one associated Ring Around the Rosie with the plague. By 1951, however, it seems to have become well-established as an explanation for the form of the rhyme that had become standard in the United Kingdom. Peter and Iona Opie, the leading authorities on nursery rhymes, remarked, The invariable sneezing and falling down in modern English versions have given would-be origin finders the opportunity to say that the rhyme dates back to the Great Plague. A rosy rash, they allege, was a symptom of the plague, and posies of herbs were carried as protection and to ward off the smell of disease. Sneezing or coughing was a final fatal symptom, and the all-fall-down was exactly what happened. The line, Ashes, Ashes, and colonial versions of the rhyme is claimed to refer variously to cremation of the bodies, the burning of victims' houses, or blackening of their skin, and the theory has been adapted and applied to other versions of the rhyme. Mm. I, I like to think that later adaptations of Ring Around the Rosie, though, were adapted for the plague you know that's what i added in the ashes ashes we all fall down kind of stuff yeah all right now i know this one's your favorite but i have a whole different backstory than what you might have known Uh (laughs) uh-oh you're about to blow my mind or break my heart Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man that lives down Drury Lane? Yes, I know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man that lives down Drury Lane. So that that's the majority of it. Um, again, right along with Ring Around the Rosie, there were multiple adaptations, additions, subtractions to it, but Mm -hmm. that's the premise of it. There's a Muffin Man. He lives down Drury Lane. Do you know him? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I think I know the backstory of this one, but you made it sound like maybe I'm wrong. He was a serial killer. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. So he came before Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And he was nicknamed the Drury Lane Dicer and the Muffin Man. And this was in late 15th century. Nice. That's got to be like the darkest nursery mm-hmm. rhyme ever. <laughs> it even trumps the ring around the rosy thing. Right. So the Muffin Man is believed to have killed over 22 people, at least 15 of them children, by luring them with muffins on a string and seven rival pastry chefs. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a kid seeing a muffin tied to a string just being like pulled down a street and they're just like, oh, I'm going to go catch that muffin and eat it. Keep in mind, though, this is in like the 1400s because this is the 15th century. So mm. starvation was a real thing in London. That's true. That's you know, true. Kids are starving. They eat last at the table. You know, the, the head of the house, the man eats first because he's the one that goes out and mm-hmm. works and brings home the bacon, that kind of thing. So kids get whatever scraps are left over. So they were constantly searching the streets for food and... It's not a type of muffin that you and I think of, like a breakfast muffin. This was more like an English muffin. Mm-hmm. So it's tied to a string and, you know, yeah, chasing after that, like chase after a pigeon to eat it kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. The Muffin Man was the first known serial killer in England. His name was Frederick Thomas Linwood, and he was born in 1563 and died in 1612. Between 1589 and 1598, Frederick Thomas Linwood, also known as the infamous Muffin Man, was reportedly living on Drury Lane. The story goes that Linwood killed as many as 15 children by luring them into dark alleys with a muffin tied on a string. He was also said to have killed seven rival pastry chefs with a sharpened wooden spoon. Oh my gosh. Right? That's amazing. They should make a horror movie about that guy. They should. I think they totally should. Um, So the story goes that he, there was many, many pastry chefs on Drury Lane. Um, They would deliver your, your bread and your pastries to your door. Um, And you, you hired your baker And in order, he was not very profitable because other bakers were probably better than him, but he wanted to be, he wanted to make the most money. And so he went around and killed seven other pastry chefs. Wow. He was lessening the competition. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's evil as crap. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, it was said that he did this by taking a wooden spoon, um, more so like a, a bread bowl soup spoon, mm-hmm. not like the wooden spoons that your mom might have spanked you with. <laughs> that was my childhood. Um, so not the mixing wooden spoon, but like an actual utensil spoon. He'd take the handle of it and sharpen it to a shiv. Oh, wow. He shivved them. <laughs> he did. He sharpened it into a shiv and oh would um, sneak up and like stab them in the back kind of thing. Wow. So 
after he killed these seven other pastry chefs, obviously he became much more popular and in demand because he was the only one to have not been killed. Wow, so mm-hmm. surprising. I wonder how he survived. Yeah. Um, and so many more people frequented his shop and they would bring their kids. And the kids are running around the shop. They're getting their fingers all over everything. You have three kids. I have one. They're just, uh, they reach a certain age and then they're just sticky all the time. And, <laughs> yes. You know, they're little germ factories and they're running around. And he hated kids. Mm. Frederick absolutely hated kids. And so he decided that this needed to stop. Murder would have been his first choice. Um, and I think it evolved into that he murdered the kids to help keep the story going. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he just beat the crap out of them to scare them off. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But it was confirmed that he did kill the seven other pastry chefs. Mm. So suddenly little Johnny doesn't want to go to the bakery anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. why? Because they're beat, he's beating the shit out of them. So, mm. Frederick was eventually caught after a sneaking suspicion of foul play by the British police after the death of Chef Adam. He was arrested after a high speed carriage chase as a revolt, <laughs> result of one of his wheels breaking after running over a small stone on a dirt road. Why am I picturing the Shrek movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. What is, which one is it? Part two? I think it's two. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. By order of the king, he was given a slightly painful slap on the wrist and then he was set free, only to be pummeled by an angry mob several minutes later. Ah, well, you know, don't kill all the bakers. People like their sweets and their breads. Mm -hmm. He didn't die, though. Oh. Several years after being pummeled by an angry mob, Frederick would be eating his dinner when he decides to smash a cockroach with his fork only to hit his hand, causing him to scream and choke on a dumpling. <laughs> Frederick's neighbor attempted to resuscitate him using leeches, but it was too late. He was already dead for several hours. His mother held a funeral service for him two days later. Leeches? To help a choking person? Listen, 1500s, we didn't know what was up. (laughs) That is the most fitting, awkward death I've ever heard of in my life. Mm -hmm. Frederick was buried face down in a log under a former British church, which was in 1987 torn down to make way for McDonald's. (laughs) The McDonald's would later go out of business after an incident involving an egg McMuffin. The franchise would be replaced by a department store, which was mysteriously burnt down after the construction of a cookie shop. (laughs) Currently, the area where Frederick is buried has returned to an undeveloped lot. Oh my goodness. I don't know what to say. That is the weirdest collection of happenings (laughs) I've ever heard. Yep. And it said that Hansel, the story of Hansel and Gretel was inspired by Frederick after a terrible rumor gone awry after after several decades of changing the story. Huh. That is weird. Fun facts of the Muffin Man. (laughs) 
I don't know what to say to that. That's just weird, man. See, you knew some of it. I did you know. didn't know all of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow. That's that's crazy. That's that's really I mean, it's cool as heck. Mm-hmm. But it does make me look at the Shrek movie differently because in the Shrek movie, um the muffin man is helpful. <laughs> he makes the big gingerbread man that helps, you know, save the day and all that. Yep. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! <laughs> yes, I know the Muffin Man. He lives down Drury Lane. Well, <laughs> she's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! <laughs> yeah, that was the first one, but I loved it too, so. Oh my gosh. I can't. That's amazing. Now, these next two um, are a little bit shorter, but they still have a pretty good backstory. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a thing in your life as three blind mice? Okay, I I have no idea what the backstory of that Mm -hmm. one is. Although mice are about as innocent as it gets, this nursery rhyme may have gotten its origins in the conspiracy of three Protestant bishops, among many, who aimed to overthrow Queen Bloody Mary's tyranny. Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, Hugh Latimer, Mm -hmm. and Nicholas Radley were unsuccessful and burned at the stake for their heresy. The reference to blindness may be an allusion to their firm adherence to religious convictions. So it said that theoretically three blind mice came from three Protestant bishops being killed by Bloody Mary. (laughs) That's why we don't have royalty anymore. (laughs) Well, we do. They just aren't fully in charge. Right. We don't. England still does. And all these nursery rhymes or originated from England or Germany, stuff like that. All right. Do you know Mary, Mary, quite the contrary? Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Uh, look how her garden grows. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't remember the rest. So it names off some flowers, I think. Sort of. Um, so, of okay. course, there's a, just like any of these, there's different variations. Some say Mary, Mary quite contrary. Uh, Some say Mistress Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and so my garden grows. Mm. There's thought to be two different relations to this one. Uh, The first one being Mary Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tragic Mary Queen of Scots may have been the heroine of this nursery rhyme. The cockle shells and silver bells were thought to have been ornaments on a dress given to her by her first husband, the Dauphin of France, who died in 1561, leaving her a widow. Mm -hmm. The pretty maids all in a row is believed to refer to her ladies-in-waiting, the famous Four Marys. Mary Sutton, Mary Fleming, Mary Beaton, and Mary Livingston. These four young girls, all of noble and high birth, accompanied Mary Queen of Scots when she traveled to France. They all had Scottish fathers, and two of them had French mothers who could be relied upon to be loyal to the Scottish Queen and also to her French mother, Mary Digwise. 
The other one refers back to Bloody Mary again. So mm. Queen Mary the first, referred to as Bloody Mary, was the elder mm-hmm. daughter of King Henry the Eighth. And so she was already destined for bloodshed. Um, mm-hmm. Mary was a devout Catholic, and upon ascending the throne following the death of her brother, Edward VI, restored the Catholic faith to England. According to this theory, earned her the description Mary Mary quite contrary. Bloody Mary was renowned for torturing Protestants, and Silver Bells was a nickname for thumbscrews. Cockle shells were believed to be instruments of torture attached to (laughs) nether regions. Uh Pretty maids in a row was said to represent people lined up to be executed by the Halifax gibbet, the same as the guillotine, which was nicknamed a maiden. Mm. How does your garden grow could be a taunt about Mary's failure to produce an heir... Or it could be a reference to the cemetery and the fact that more deaths were there and the more cemetery flowers would come. I like the Bloody Mary version better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does line up a little better, Mm -hmm. I think. You know, there's more similarities there. Bloody Mary, that reminds me of being a kid and one of my cousins tricking me into turning around in a circle three times and saying Bloody Mary in front of a mirror in my nanny's and grandpa's haunted house. Good times. (laughs) And I was a kid and I'd never heard of it before. So I did it. And right as I was finishing, she busted out laughing and ran away. And then I realized that something was wrong. You know, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't be doing what I was doing. So I chased after her. What? What is it? What does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) So did you see anything? No, no, but I ran. So if there was anything, I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) When she ran, I ran. (laughs) Yeah. So was that Tina that tricked you into that? No, that was my cousin Natalie. Oh, cousin. Okay. I thought you Mm -hmm. said sister. No, my cousins picked on me a lot. A lot, but I was one of the youngest, so you know, it's and I was kind of annoying. Standard, in fairness, you know, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are some of the nursery rhymes that I found that have slightly darker backstories. Those are really, really cool. Thank you very much for finding those for us. I'm gonna be honest, the freaking muffin man one blew me away (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea i i already knew a tidbit but man that's craziness that whole thing is just crazy i'm fully on board with a movie though yeah i think that would be really cool like krampus style you could either make it horror or you could make it comedic horror. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a baker who makes a shiv out of a spoon and kills his competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> and then dies choking on something. On a dumpling. <laughs> on a dumpling. Oh, forget it. That's that's craziness. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, You guys voted on a good one. I like this one. So, hope you enjoyed it and... Until next time, we'll spook you later.